0: We invite you to join us on our hunt for all things spooky. We're here for the tricks and the treats. I'm Elise. And I'm Haley. And And this is is Easy Bake Bake Coven. Coven. Happy Friday, Coven. You may notice that this episode looks a little bit different than most, in part because it's much shorter than our usual Friday news episode, and more so because I'm missing my better half. Haley, our favorite witch, our snarky bitch, didn't mean for that to rhyme, but I'm going to go with it. Um, Sadly, Haley is going through a very difficult family emergency. On Sunday, Lori, her mom, who we all know and love, suffered a cardiac arrest and has been on life support in Canada. Amazingly, yesterday morning, so Thursday morning, Lori was extubated, taken off sedation, and was awake and talking to Haley and family. So that is just an incredible blessing and a miracle. And we are just, well, I am just so thrilled, as I'm sure everyone is. And um, I know there's still a long road ahead, and they're still trying to figure out what's going on. But It is such a relief just to know that she is awake and alive, and there's obviously a lot more to the story, but I'm going to let Haley tell it. These are just the very basic details that we wanted to share with you guys so that you understand why things might look a little different. Haley thinks she's going to be up and back at it next week, but I don't want to put any pressure on her. So um, just bear with us as we uh, work through this and figure out what's going to work best for her and her schedule. She is obviously there with her mom being the absolute best support for her that we know she is. And so I am trying to be the support here from afar, which is really hard. It's really hard not to be together and to be able to just be a shoulder to lean on for her. So I've tried to do my best um, via text, which, as we all know, with friends who live far away is not easy to do. So the least that I can do is try to keep this podcast going in some shape or form. And I would love it if you guys could help me out by sending words of encouragement and support to Haley. I know she can use it. I know she can't read all of it right away, but even when she gets back, if she could just have some some kind words from you guys, I know that would mean the world to her. So if you want to send us an email, the pot at gmail.com, or if Instagram is easier for you, get into our DMs and just tell Haley how much you love her. She is one hilarious, snarky, brilliant, beautiful, fantastic witch woman. We just love her so much. And I am not going to kid myself in thinking that I can be as funny without her or do as well without her. Uh, But that being said, If you've been listening, you've heard that we have had really great statistics lately and our numbers are going up. And we all know that an algorithm does not like when you stop participating in its game. So I am going to do my very best to try to put something out each week until she's with us again and ready to talk about her experience and ready to share spooky, dumb, paranormal bullshit that in the scheme of things doesn't matter at all, um, but does bring joy to our lives. We love putting this show out together. We love that you listen to it. And we're just really appreciative to have you coming back each and every week. So I'm going to do my best to bring you guys some news that I wish Haley was here to gawk at and laugh with me about. But I'm going to do my best to make it maybe a little funny, maybe a little informative, and mostly just something to keep us on the radar. (laughs) Let's be real. So bear with me actually, the first thing I wanted to share really isn't spooky at all. And it's not really part of our genre or normal episode, but it's really important to me. Um, You'll probably remember that last summer and the summer before and this summer, I wanted to do a national park series, which ended up being just like a couple episodes here and there. And so you should know by now that The outdoors national parks are very near and dear to my heart, as it should be to all Americans and all people, because our wilderness is precious. And so it should concern you, as it does me, that Wyoming wants to sell 640 acres inside Grand Teton National Park. <sighs> uh, and you just got to imagine who would come and buy that, who would develop it. Would there be mini mansions? Would it be farmland? Who knows? This particular parcel borders the Bridger Teton National Forest and the National Elk Refuge and sits on an ancient elk and pronghorn migratory corridor. So, this is a very important area for these species, and to build houses on it, I think, would just be detrimental. And apparently it's being sold for a pretty good deal. There was a public meeting in Jackson, Wyoming on November 9th, and a member of the public pointed out that it was valued at only $97,000 an acre, which is shockingly cheap compared to the other values in the region. Um, The entire valuation was $62,425,000, which I know sounds like a lot to us, but to a big developer, that's nothing, especially when you consider that these houses would have breathtaking views of the Tetons. (sighs) So unfortunately, the public comment period ended on December 1st, and the commissioners are going to vote on December 7th, which was yesterday. So there's really nothing we can do at this point. But I just urge everyone to stay on top of information like this and to be aware of what's happening to your public lands. Keep public lands in public hands. We need to keep our national parks as wild and as vast as we possibly can for as long as we can, because once they're developed, we can't get them back. Or at least it'd be much more difficult to get them back. Next up, and I'm really, really bummed out that Haley isn't here to give her two cents, but did you know that the CIA has a secret office that has apparently conducted UFO retrieval missions on at least nine crash sites around the world? I think Haley would be like, yeah, not surprised. No shit. Of course they have. Do we still trust the government at this point? No, Haley, you're right. No, we don't. She is here in spirit after all. Um, there's one source of course these are unnamed sources that said at least nine non-human craft have been recovered by the U.S. government what and those are only the ones they're talking about how many more are there they don't want us to know about also here Haley would say and what are they not telling us why are they telling us this and what is it they're trying to cover up by bringing this to our attention good question Haley we'd love to know apparently there were three different sources who spoke on condition of anonymity and three people all saying they've seen and or know about this private wing that's not nothing they do have this little like crest for this wing of the cia they called the office of global access and um it looks kind of lame to me (laughs) couldn't they have had a better marketing person get together and make this logo look a little bit better than it does it's just not really selling it for me it looks kind of fake but apparently it's real guess we'll never know one of these sources says that the cia has a system in place where they can discern ufos while they're still cloaked which like hello we're accepting that see C- that ufos are able to cloak themselves that's amazing Another source said that they specialize in allowing the U.S. military to access areas around the world where they would usually be denied. What's really fascinating is that one of these whistleblowers claims that once one of these ships is found, the government does everything they can to get it out of their hands and into private sectors. They said that the task at hand is simply to get it into custody and protect the secrecy of it. The actual physical retrieval is by the military, but it's not kept under military control because they have to keep too many records. So they start moving it out fairly quickly into private hands. Fascinating, but not at all surprising. So are we talking like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates? Like, do they have UFOs stored somewhere in a warehouse that we just don't know about? Is there an entire Amazon sector dedicated to unidentified flying objects? If so, how do we get that job? In the end, none of this is surprising, but it is nonetheless fascinating, and I'm here for it. All right, next... I have a really unfortunate, sad, frustrating update. You guys may remember, I don't know if this was like a few months ago or few weeks ago. Time is an illusion. Um, but there was this horrible story about a gal on an American Airlines flight who was filmed, uh, unbeknownst to her, by a flight attendant. You may remember that she was going to use the restroom and then this male flight attendant was like, oh, actually you should use the first class bathroom. And then apparently he ran into the bathroom and said, oh, I just need to wash my hands really quick. Oh, and by the way, the toilet seat's broken. Don't worry about that. So the girl goes into the bathroom, sees this red tape on the back of the toilet seat and underneath it finds a phone that was going to be used to record her. So the update here is that they are suing American Airlines Um, because they basically have done nothing. When the dad confronted this this airline attendant, he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have nothing to do with that. And then was left to his own devices for an hour until the flight landed. He was able to delete anything on the phone. The dad eventually tried to grab the phone out of his hands, and the guy had deleted whatever was on there. I guess he spent a long time in the bathroom by himself doing whatever he could to erase his paper trail. And then when the flight landed, you know, they looked in his bags and stuff and didn't find anything. I'm sure he's got all kinds of shit on his computer at home and probably on other cell phones. I mean, he doesn't sound very smart because the phone that he used in the bathroom, the teenager said had like a very identifiable case. It was blue with very identifiable markings. You'd think he would use a phone that looked like anybody else's phone, but Whatever, he's an idiot and a disgusting pedophile. So the mom reached out to the FBI and they basically have told her nothing and said that there's nothing they can do because they haven't found anything on his phone or any records showing that he actually did this. I guess they're just not going to take her word for it, which is really unfortunate. This guy has not been arrested, he's just not allowed to work for American Airlines right now. He's basically suspended from work. Um, I think it's really disgusting that American airlines hasn't said a thing to the family. They haven't checked on the daughter's well-being. Her name has obviously not been released. She's known. Um, she's, she's called Jane Doe in, the, in the case. She's obviously suffering PTSD. She's scared to go out in public. She's scared that this guy is going to come after her and do something to her for catching him in the act. I just think it's really pathetic that in this day and age, uh, He's not being held accountable. You know, you'd think American Airlines would watch their back and at least for the sake of appearances, reach out to this family and show that they care. But apparently, even that's too much. So I will keep you up to date with how this pans out. But I have a horrible feeling that American Airlines is just going to get away with it, not have to do anything. This guy seems like he's going to get away with it. And it's just really disheartening and disgusting. And I feel so bad for this family. I wish it was a better update, and I hope that I will have something with more justice in the coming weeks, but it's not looking like it. Uh Uh-oh, another unfortunate story, not an update, but kind of just a continuation of our bear series because we seem to always talk about bears. Haley would really hate this one. There was a grandpa in Montana whose jaw was ripped off by a grizzly bear. But the silver lining here is that he is alive and well, um, although his jaw will never be what it was. I mean, could it ever be once it's been ripped off by a grizzly bear? No. At least someone's laughing at my jokes. So this grandpa, Rudy Norlander, was out hunting and this bear just like materialized in front of him and he wasn't able to get his bear spray out. He misfired his weapon. And then... He attempted to lash out at the animal with his hands, and then the bear grabbed onto his jaw and just wouldn't let go. He said the bear's breath was the most rancid thing he'd ever smelled. I can't even imagine what that smells like. Death, meat, old berries, other people's jaws. Who knows? Who knows what he smelled like? But apparently the most awful smell you can imagine. Norlander said he doesn't really actually remember the whole incident a lot. He pointed the gun at the bear, pulled the trigger, misfired, like I said. And then the bear brings him up into the air. And when it bit down on his jaw, he yelled, help me. But he doesn't really remember anything. The next thing he knows, the bear is running away from him through the trees. He was hunting with his family. So they had to find him, which must have been so traumatic to see their dad with his jaw basically ripped off. But if they hadn't come after him, the bear probably would have continued trying to kill him. Unfortunately, the park officials were not able to locate the bear. So if you are in the area of Montana, it doesn't say where in Montana, anywhere in Montana, if you're in the entire state, you should be on the lookout for this bear because he has tasted human blood now. And uh, according to his breath, it probably tastes pretty good. So be on the lookout, always be on the lookout in the woods. Um, but especially now with this bloodthirsty bear out there, but this guy sounds like such a trooper. He is back riding a snow machine. He's trying to keep a positive attitude. It's really pretty incredible that he's staying so positive in, um, light of such a horrible thing. Obviously his jaw had to be rebuilt, recreated. And so, uh, life is not back to normal, but he is making the most of it and um, my heart goes out to him and his family and I'm glad that he's here. He said jokingly, don't fight any bears and you unless you got me with you. So he's got a good outlook. Eloise thought that was pretty funny too. Here is the part where Haley would say, just stay home. Don't leave your house. Don't leave your yard. Don't go to school. Don't go anywhere. Just stay home and you'll be safe because as long as you're home, your jaw can't rip, get ripped off by a bear unless you're like me and live in Alaska. Then it's very possible. It could totally happen. There is nothing breaking about this news. It's a tale as old as time, but it needs to be told. There is a pastor in India by the name of Reverend Timothy Joshi. I don't know if it's Joshi or Joshi. We're going to say Joshi. He uh, works or pastors for a church called New Life Church Ministry in the village of Kantibita. And wouldn't you know it, he's running a scheme. He decides to tell people her one person in particular, this poor woman, that he has this box that he found on a nearby farm. Don't know why it's there. But it has the power to bring her good fortune. That's all it says. Doesn't say if it's got like the power of everlasting life or if it's got the power to bring her money, just good fortune. And apparently, this poor gal is really down on her luck because she's willing to shell out a bunch of cash for it. Originally, Joshi says he will sell it to her for $2.5 million, which is outrageous. She's never even seen the box, okay? It's just he's told her about it. And then, being the nice guy that he is, he's like, you know what? Let's work out a deal. So, he agrees that she can buy it for $400,000. Toward Well, the $400,000 is toward her eventually owning the box. I don't even know if that means she'll actually get it. So, there's some other like businessman who's willing to like front the money for her as long as she provides a payment of $500,000. I think that's another payment on top of the $400,000. And he's like, look, we need to make this transaction happen ASAP because there are authorities on my trail in search of this box. Like it's the freaking Ark of the Covenant or something, which I'm pretty sure is where he got this idea from in the first place. Fucker thinks he's Indiana Jones. And finally something clicks in this poor lady's brain and she's like, wait a second. I think this might be bullshit. No duh. It's fucking bullshit. Eventually the authorities find out about this and he goes on the run with her money. No surprise there. And by the time they find him in this magical box, shocker, it's just an empty box. Never would have thought. Never would have guessed. I think our most shocking news of the week comes to us because of the true crime podcast, S-Town. Some of you may remember it. It came out... Quite a few years ago, and it focused on this character by the name of John B. Mecklemore. He was really fascinating. He's from Alabama. He had a great accent. He was kind of like this larger-than-life character. And then sadly he ended up killing himself. And the show shifted focus to a friend of his named Tyler Goodson. I never listened to the show when Tyler Goodson was on it, or at least I don't remember. If I did, I listened to that show so long ago that I I really only remember the main guy and what a quirky character he was and how much I loved that podcast. It was one of the first shows that I really ever listened to. Um, And obviously, being a fan of true crime, it was fascinating. So that's why it's so incredibly shocking to hear that he was killed by police this week. It's not really clear what happened or what caused the standoff with police, But police were called to the 500 block of Georgia Loop in Alabama, where they found that he had barricaded himself in the home, and then this standoff with police ensued. Goodson was a tattoo artist, and he was a plant worker when the podcast started. And the final message that he posted to Facebook before his death was, police about to shoot me down in my own yard. So I'm assuming more details will come out about what happened Very sad. He was a father and a friend and um, it's really sad that someone else associated with S-Town has passed on and um, hopefully if there is an afterlife, he and his buddy are back together again. Okay, I actually lied. That's not the most shocking piece of news we're going to talk about today. Uh, some of you may remember that Elise loves to watch some trash TV since COVID because we had so much time to ourselves. And you probably know by now that my husband and I like to watch The Bachelor. Uh, Yes, I am ashamed of that. But what you may not know, at least I don't think we talked about it on this podcast, is that... We submitted my dad to be on The Golden Bachelor, and he was actually one of the finalists. Uh, So if you've been watching Gary's Journey on the show, so have we. We get together every week and watch it and think, oh, my God, that could have been my dad. And my dad's like, thank God it wasn't. But if you watch the finale, well, if you didn't watch the finale, just like skip to the end of this episode. But if you haven't already, like, where have you been? It's all over the news. Sorry, I'm not ruining anything for you. But... All this stuff came out right before the finale that he was basically not telling the truth about everything that he had dated another woman shortly before, shortly after his wife died, despite the fact that he told everyone he'd never dated anybody and she was the love of his life. And all these weird details came out that, like, this woman that he dated, he wouldn't go out with her in public after she gained like ten pounds. That. He made her go Dutch on all the meals, but that he also wanted her to pay him for half the meal before they paid the server so that it looked like he paid for the meal. Just all kinds of weird stuff. Um, I guess the real news here is just that my dad was almost on the show. (laughs) Uh, And it's a real trip watching it and um, thinking what it would have been like for me to watch my dad flirting with all these women. And I'm just so glad it never happened because it would be so awkward. And... um, I just don't think, I don't think you could handle it. I don't think I could handle it. Let's be real. Just be too awkward. So that's all I really got this week. I'm sorry. That was not anywhere near as funny as it would have been had our dear Haley been here. And my new co-host just doesn't seem to have the same disposition as our Haley does. She's a little bit whinier and uh, not nearly as funny. (laughs) She begs to differ. Okay, so once again, it would be amazing if you would send us a message or an email to our dear Haley telling her how much you love her, how much you miss her, because Elise just wasn't able to carry this episode all on her own. (laughs) And I know Lori would also love to hear well wishes from you. So send them all, send whatever happy, positive things you got to say. And speaking of positive things, I guess I need to give a good thing, keeping with tradition. It seems kind of rude to give a good thing when there's such a bad thing happening right now. But um, I guess my good thing is that I'm so grateful to have such a great co-host because it's a lot harder doing this on your own and I miss her and I can't wait for her to return and I love her so much and I'm so grateful that such a badass lady is my best friend and I know that she'll get through this. So, um yeah, that's about it guys. That's all I've got in me this week. Um if you like what you heard this week, it's even better than this, I promise. Please tune in, uh, subscribe, rate us, review, like, all that stuff. Find us on Instagram, Coven Podcast. Send us emails, TheEasyBakePod at gmail.com. Head over to our website, EasyBakeCoveinPodcast.com. And tell all your friends and your boyfriends and your ex-boyfriends and your ex-girlfriends and anybody in your life that you think might listen to this show. <laughs> so, as always, don't forget to keep it spooky and make it sweet. Happy haunting!